0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. i like to wish you all a very blessed and happy uh, Nativity Feast. When we think about the incarnation of the Son of God, actually, no mind can comprehend and no one can expect or understand how God becomes man. How the unseen now is seen. How the incomprehensible can be comprehended. How he who sits on the cherubim is born in a manger. How the one whose throne is in heaven and the earth is his footstool how he became uh, an embryo in the womb of saint mary and born like a child uh, among us it is a mystery that above and beyond, beyond our comprehension and our understanding and when we stand before the manger and see the infant Jesus lying there, we actually stand in awe, reflecting and thinking, why God made such sacrifice? Why God, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, made such sacrifice to be born and become man and to suffer and at the end to die on the cross. Why all of this? And the only reason behind all of this that is his love. He loved us. That's why he wanted to save us. This incarnation carried many, many blessings to us. And I will focus on seven blessings with the incarnation of the Son of God. The first one, which is the very common, and all of us we know it that he came to save us. After the fall of Adam and Eve, all of us, we were exiled from the paradise of joy. And all of us became under the sentence of death. We were sold because of our sins. And now actually, no angel, no archangels, no patriarch, no prophet can save us. The only one who can save us is God himself. So the son, the second hypostasis of the Holy Trinity, came to our earth and was born from Saint Mary, and he carried our sins. He became a sin sacrifice and a trespass sacrifice. Saint Paul called him, he became sin, and he became a curse in order to redeem us from the wedge of sin, which is death, in order to remove the curse from us. He came and carried our sins. He is the Lamb of God who carried the sins of the whole world. And He shed His blood on the cross. And He died on the cross. So that everyone participate in His death, then He will be forgiven. He will be redeemed. He will be saved. And give us the sacrament of baptism to be buried with Him in the baptism, to participate in His death, and thus we participate also in His resurrection. So, why He came in order to save us? He is our Savior. And by the way, the name Jesus means Savior. Jesus means Savior because He saves his people. The second reason why he became man, in order to do the work of reconciliation. Our sins created a barrier, a middle wall between us and God. We were in enmity with God. The Garden of Eden was in the East. All the worship in the Old Testament was directed toward the West. Why? If you study the Tabernacle of Meeting, you will find the door, the gate, from the East. And the Holy of the Holy is toward the West. So as if the people giving their back to the East, to the Garden of Eden, which is a symbol of enmity, Symbol of uh, the wall that was created between us and God. Now we need one to reconcile us with God. So God sent his son to do this reconciliation. And St. Paul explained this reconciliation in Ephesians chapter 2 in a very beautiful way. He said, he reconciled the Jews with the Gentiles in his body. Now the Jews and the Gentiles became one. the chosen people of God, not only the uh, cho- the Jews, Israel, but also the Gentiles who believed in Christ and the Jews who believed in Christ, they became one in his body. Then he reconciled both with God, so that is the cross. The horizontal uh, dimension of the cross to reconcile man with his brother. And the vertical dimension of the cross is to reconcile both of them to, with God the Father. And now we have peace with God the Father. This is the uh, praise of the angels during the time of the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, and goodwill toward men. Peace on earth. He came to reconcile us, the man with his brother, and both of them with God. But also there is a third dimension. Third dimension. The third dimension is to reconcile the person with himself. The person with himself. We were divided against ourselves. The guilt, the shame, the fear that we suffered after the fall make the person become his own enemy. The person hated himself because he disobeyed God. He feels guilty, he feels afraid, he feels ashamed. But now, when the Lord forgive our sins, He made this peace and reconciliation between the person and himself. So our Lord Jesus Christ came to do the work of reconciliation. He reconciled us with God, He reconciled us with one another, and He reconciled the person with Himself. The third reason why He became man, God gave us the law. And as he said in the sermon on the mountain, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. And all of us, all of us, we are required to keep all the requirements of the law, all of us. But no one was able to keep all the requirements of the law. No one. So now, if we don't keep the requirements of the law, We are under the curse and we're under the sentence of death. So our Lord Jesus Christ came and he fulfilled all the requirements of the law. All the requirements of the law. He fasted. He prayed. He was tempted. He was doing good, traveling from place to place, preaching the word of God. And healing the sickness of the people. As he said to John the Baptist, we ought to fulfill all righteousness. Then he told us, be one with me. If When you believe in me, you will be one with me. So in him, once we are united with him, in him we are considered as if we fulfilled all the requirements of the law. Once you are abiding in him, and he abides in you, in him, before God the Father, you are considered as if you fulfilled all the requirements of the law. That's why in the book of Romans, in the letter to Romans, St. Paul spoke about two types of righteousness. The righteousness of the law and the righteousness of Christ. It is the same requirement, but what is the difference? The righteousness of the law, the people want to be righteous and to fulfill the righteousness of the law by their own effort. And all of them failed. No one was able to keep the requirements of the law. That's why no one became righteous. But now, when we believe in Christ and we abide in him, So, in him, we are considered as if we fulfill all the righteousness of the law. So, we become righteous. That's the righteousness of Christ that we received as a free gift. That's why when we baptize a child, immediately after baptism, we dress him in white. This white symbolizes the righteousness of Christ that was given to us as a free gift. Because in baptism, as St. Paul said, you who were baptized, you put on Christ. And once you put on Christ, then you fulfilled the requirements of the law. Now you are righteous, the righteousness of Christ. So he came in order to give us his own righteousness to be our righteousness. The fourth reason why he came, he came to sanctify the uh, human nature and be united with the human nature. God, when He created us, He created us and as we read in in Genesis chapter uh, 1, He saw everything is good. Everything actually was very good. We were created Without corruption, as we we hear in the reconciliation prayer uh, from St. Basil's liturgy, O God the Great and Eternal who created man in, in corruption, who created man without corruption. But after the fall of Adam and Eve, our nature became corrupted. And our nature needed healing not healing only, but recreation, to be a new nature, to be a new creation without corruption. So, when God took our humanity, took all our humanity, He became a perfect human with human soul, human spirit, and human body. So, He took our humanity, In the Theotokiyya of Thursday, uh, we say to St. Mary, all our humanity, you gave it completely unholy to God the Creator. So he took all our humanity. Why? To sanctify it. To heal it from the corruption. To create in us a new, to be in him a new creation. That's why St. Paul told us, you are new creation now in Christ. After we are baptized, we became new creation. So, the old nature died and now are new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ he came to sanctify our nature. Also, the fifth reason why he came To give us the inheritance of the uh, kingdom of heaven. But the word inheritance, as all of us we know, who is eligible for inheritance? Only the children. Only children. No one is eligible for inheritance except the children. We know that God the Father has one son. The only begotten son has no other uh, sons. There is only one. Then we cannot inherit the kingdom of God because we are not children. We, We were created from the dust of the earth. But in his incarnation, our Lord Jesus Christ came and presented himself as the bridegroom. And he called us his bride. So this means there is a real union. As in marriage we say the two shall be one. So we the bride we become one with Christ. In this marriage there is real union and we become one with Christ. Since we are one with Christ then in Christ who are children of God. This sonship, we receive it in Christ. We cannot be called children of God if we are not one with the Son. So the only way to be the Son of God the Father is to believe in Christ and to be one with Him. In Romans chapter 8, St. Paul said, If we are children, then we are heirs, Heirs with Christ. Heirs with Christ. And this sonship, we receive it as a gift from God the Father. As we read in John chapter 1, and actually this is the gospel that we read it every day in the first hour of the Egbeya. Uh, he says, but as many as received Him, as many as received Christ, to them He gave the right to become children of God. Because you received Him, now you are one with Him, now you have the right to be the children of God, one of the children of God. To those who believe in His name, who were born not of blood, I don't have to be a son of Christian, Or a son, like in in the Old Covenant, my parents should be Jewish in order to be from the family of God. But in the New Covenant, no. I don't have to be born of flesh or born of blood or nor of the will of flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. But of God. We become, in in this way, we have the right to be children of God. Number six, he came actually to face and endure all our suffering, all our affliction, all our hardships. And as St. Paul said in his letter to Hebrews, as he suffered and was tempted like us, he is able to help and to support those who suffer also. So he came and carried all our burdens and all our afflictions in all our hardships. He actually suffers with us in order to support us and to strengthen us. That's why the Lord told us, in the world you will have many tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Meaning, I faced all these tribulations, even death I went through the death. So, in me, you actually you will have this support, this grace, this power. So, when we face any hardship, we, our heart does not grow weary. We are strong, even in our uh, infirmities, in our weaknesses. As St. Paul said, I rejoice in my infirmities that the grace of God may come upon me because I know we have with us Emmanuel, God is with us, who will support me, who will strengthen me, who will encourage me, so I am not afraid anymore, I am not weak anymore I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me and finally He came actually to defeat sin and to defeat Satan and to defeat the temptation of the world. He came to be victorious and this victory for our sake. That's why he allowed Satan to tempt him. Not only the three common temptations but as we read in the scripture Satan was tempting him always. And He defeated Satan, so his victory will be our victories. He defeated the temptation and the pleasures of the world. When Satan told him, I will give you all these kingdoms if you worshiped me, he was able to say, worship only the Lord your God. And he rebuked and renounced Satan. And in Christ, we have the power to renounce Satan and to rebuke him and to drive him away from us he defeated sin as we say in St. Gregory liturgy he resembled us in if ev- in everything except for sin alone he resembled us in everything so in him we can actually defeat sin and we can live without sin he told us those who are in my hand, the evil one cannot touch them. If are in his hand, Satan cannot touch us or cannot harm us. So, this incarnation completely was done for our sake, for our benefit, for our uh, salvation. The Lord actually uh, did not gain anything. As I told you, he did all of this because he loved us. So in his incarnation, he became to save us, to reconcile us, to give us his righteousness, to sanctify our human nature, to make us children of God, to carry our burdens and to support us in our hardships and afflictions. And finally, to defeat sin, to defeat Satan, to defeat the pleasures of the world and give us this victory, so today actually is a great day. It's it's a day of our salvation. It's a day of our redemption. It's a day of our sonship. It's a day of our victory. Today, why we celebrate the birth of Christ, we rejoice because Christ came to to give us life, and as he said, to give it to them more abundantly. Yes, let us greet one another saying, Christ is born, let us glorify him, because as the angels glorified him on his birth, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, good will toward men, let us all glorify him, glory be to God forever and ever, amen.